0: You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off.
1: All right, then you asked for it.
0: Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for all Friday means you set the tone. Sitting in for Libby's Nimer, here is Marissa Lennox.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Free For All Friday here on Zoomer Radio. I'm Marissa Lennox in for Libby's Nimer, and today is the day of the week when you get to decide what we talk about. So grab the phone, give us a call, have your say. The numbers 416 416- 3600740 toll-free 740 Just to tee up some ideas, I think the big story on people's minds today is of course, the mayor, John Tory. This is a man who was elected, elected again and elected again for a third time in a landslide victory just months ago. As Moses put it then, he sleptwalked to an acclamation. Now, only to hang his head in shame as he walks out the door. And no, I never thought it was a good idea for the mayor to stay on, sleeping with a subordinate. You cannot separate the relationship from the power dynamic. You cannot. And by the way, I do agree with Libby. She's no victim. But that aside, there was an unusual chorus of voices urging him to stay on this week, wasn't there? I mean, many of them from within City Hall. How poorly would that have reflected on this man? To announce that he is stepping down only to turn back and renege because of a couple of self-interested individuals. They were there whispering in his ear, oh, you can stay on. It's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal. Apart from the gross error in judgment, he would have looked unprincipled and, for that matter, power hungry. The question now is, of course, who's to replace him? Is it Gil Penelosa, an urbanist? Is that what this city needs, an urban planner to come in and whip it into shape? though I think his big focus is on city parklands. Or maybe you're looking for a fresh business guy or gal, someone who's never walked the halls of power in Toronto. Let me know your thoughts on this or any other aspect of the story for that matter. The numbers to call again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Should be someone with experience, someone from the outside perhaps. What do you think? get to the calls pat you're on the line
3: hi um marissa i I hear your comments on that and i would put libby at the top of the list as an outsider but she will (laughs) not like my comments. (laughs) but but today i really would like to talk about what's happened with the the environment our provincial politics and this week we have the stag and Doe comment or issue and then the comment about bad left-wing politicians However, this...
2: The stag a, a and dough, you're talking about the, manu- the uh, developers? I'm yeah, talking
3: about our premier. Yep. But there's a background, and and I've been in politics, and I've been fighting for the environment. And unfortunately, we have other bad things called MKZ, uh, which are orders which allow the minister to override all of the normal... Um, the political process of democracy. We now have the superpower of the Toronto mayor, and now that is going to be really thrown up into the air. But I think it's important that, um, uh, many realize that with party politics, the, 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 all the members in the, um, Ontario government have to follow the orders of the premier. Otherwise, they're committing political suicide. And I don't know how many people have gone back and read it. the Globe and Mail 15-page investigative report on Doug Ford, published on May 25, 2013. And um, so I think everybody should read that and see what um, it is alleged that the Premier and his family were doing. And must one must remember that his father was a provincial uh, minister at that point. So... With that as background, um, I think, oh, there's another issue. Um, There is a a um, well-documented rumor that the reason that the Toronto policeman was going to be appointed head of the OPP was that apparently he had found uh, one or more of the Ford's selling drugs in James Garden, Mm. and that was the reason that he was given Now, that's just a rumor, but I think at this point, we've got this current issue with regard to the stag and mm-hmm. and unfortunately the integrity commissioner is just a very weak position it is used so that politicians can get along what is needed here is we need to have a look by the police and by the provincial auditor because i'm very concerned that there are favors being handed out and you know it, it's very concerning, especially when you have party politics and the top guy controls what all the rest of the guys do. Well, so,
2: I don't think Doug Ford would be the first premier to hand out favors or the first politician for that matter. I think it happens at all levels. I think you're right there. And that is also something that I've always hated about Canadian politics versus American politics. In Canada, we whip our MPs or our MPPs into submission, if you will. In the U.S., they all can speak their mind. And I like that about that system.
3: Well, yes, that's true. But even so, even within the, uh, both the Republican and the Democrats, they, you know, if they want to get good positions, well, or as we've seen in the GOP recently, you have some people who, who put people in corners. But I think there is a real concern out there. A lot of people I talk to are very concerned with regard to the environment. And there are just too many bad things that seem to always be bubbling up and the gifts. And remember, one of the things everybody needs to remember, if there's unreported income from selling drugs, even if it's 25 years ago, that's still tax evasion. And there is no uh, (laughs) statute of limitations on tax evasion. So, I mean, why don't we have the, the leaders in our country providing their tax returns? I mean, they do it in the U.S. I mean, Mr. Trump was a little reluctant to give his, but otherwise they've always done it. So, I mean, I think we've got a great country, but we have to work very hard to keep the democratic process honest. And um, that's why I think we need to have an investigation as to what's going on.
2: All right, Pat. Thanks for your call. Barry, you're on the line. Go ahead.
4: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, Since Valentine's Day was Tuesday, I just wanted to share some um, tips from the experts of how to read. How to improve relationships I look at it this way Valentine's Day and Relationships should be everywhere <clears throat> um, This is one of my favorites And according to Andy Your resident linguist Of the Sisters of Sunshine Show He thinks this is tantric <laughs> When you first see each other At the end of your respective days Before you do anything else Hold each other without speaking For at least 60 seconds
2: hmm. uh, Barry, what a pleasant surprise Isn't This that is so nice yeah. Keep going uh,
4: and uh, thank you. And that can be actually applied to friendships, but, but go down to 25 seconds. It works very well. And it also, <laughs> apparently, according to the experts, it also helps to to lower your blood pressure as well.
2: <laughs> Don't hold your friends for 60 seconds. They might get weirded out.
4: <laughs> no, no, just 25 seconds. I yeah. do that my, to about one of my best friends. She says, "You're counting, aren't you?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, two, you can have control, or you can have connection with your mate. You can't have both, or your friend. Take time to laugh. Uh, Take time to have some fun together every day. Collect a daily joke to share. Laugh together as often as possible. It can sweeten your connection. Here's one. Let go of criticism and blame. Respect your partner or your friend as you would your best friend. Focus on what there is to appreciate about your mate or friend and express it. It's also good to do this for yourself. Remember, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It's okay to have personal, healthy self-esteem. Take care of yourself so you will continue to age with grace and confidence. We all need help and support in order to grow. Getting support doesn't mean you're weak or needy. It means you are strong and courageous. Even when we allow a trusted mentor, coach to guide us, we must understand we're the only one who can ultimately decide to change our life for the better. We must stop wasting our energy complaining. And a couple more, when you don't let love in, you repel love instead. Love is a gift. Step into your heart, not on it. And here's um, one of my favorites. A woman needs her partner to spend time giving her his full attention and looking directly into her eyes.
2: I think a man needs it, too. (laughs) yeah my husband likes my full attention at times that's for sure and i'll just say one last thing before i let you go barry because that was uh, such a pleasant surprise thanks for calling in on that but on the Mm -hmm. complaining point i agree complaining is exhausting let it go folks stop complaining life's too short and
4: and the last one is um this i got this from a minister in halifax actually he said i love the best exercise for your heart is to bend down and help somebody
2: else up amen Amen to that. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for your phone call. Have a call. wonderful weekend. Welcome. Take care. Thanks. Carol, you're on the line.
5: Oh, I, I just want to say that um, although people say the relationship with Tori and the young lady was consensual, being impressionable in her still in her late 20s, she may have felt this unspoken pressure to comply, knowing the impact it would have had on her job. So I, 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 consensual is is, is is little shady there. And, as John Tory had said last Friday that uh, he was stepping down to repair his marriage, nobody mentioned his spouse. Had he stayed, that would have been another slap in her face. Yeah. so I, I I believe he he had to step down so that he could, as he said, repair his his marriage uh, It's it's um It's unfortunate that, that that this has happened, but um he should not even have run for a third term knowing that this had transpired prior to the election.
2: Probably but. right Carol. And and I don't disagree with I, well, first of all she was 31 and but not a huge difference between late 20s and and 31. I don't know that she's a victim. I mean, she she's an adult. She can make her own decisions, but I do agree. You cannot separate the relationship from the power dynamic as I said yes. in, in my intro. So um, you know, some lawyer out there might might classify that as sexual harassment or something, but I'm no lawyer. I'm just saying, I, it, you cannot separate those two things, and it's it's um obviously Absolutely. an issue. And, I agree with you. And him choosing to step down obviously shows where his priorities are, and choosing to not step down, had that been his decision, would have also been a very clear indicator of where his priorities are.
5: Uh, yes. And hanging on to power, and also it would have been another slap in his wife's face had he, after saying he would step down to repair it, had he stayed. And and no, nobody has mentioned his his wife. It, doesn't she count? But yes. All right. Thank you very much, and I agree with with all your sentiments, Marisa. Totally, a hundred percent.
2: Thanks, Carol. Thanks Thank for your you. phone have call. Have a good weekend. You too, Maria. You're next on the line. Go ahead. Thank you.
6: I have a suggestion. Since Panerosa, that person, came first, second uh, after that um, mayor, so why don't we have him become a mayor and save ourselves a bucket of money instead for re election?
2: It's not how it works, unfortunately. Well,
6: <laughs> <laughs> that you know, because, I mean, he came second, so... Why not just appoint him as a mayor? So, like I say, instead of having the same thing over and over again, he may
2: become a mayor anyway. But he, well, yes and no. It depends who throws their hat in the ring next time. So, I mean, he came second when John Tory's name was in there, but he may not necessarily become second come second next time. And yeah, the other that, thing is, is, I mean, I think people, as we head into this by-election, they'll be frustrated. There will be no shortage of news for people like me, so I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, I, I think... Looking at the kinds of solutions people want to see in Toronto will be a big focus of this one, because there really is a sense in Toronto that this is a city that is crumbling, falling apart, if you will. Homelessness, crime, the construction, garbage, all disasters, public spaces being handed over to people to manage their addictions. And so I think that'll be a real focus. And whoever it is that comes forward, maybe it's Gil, maybe it's somebody from the outside um, they'll be but put to, on.
6: But just think how much money we would be saving. It's million dollars going to cost us. That money could be relocated for, like you're saying, homelessness or garbage or whatever, instead of just re-electing another person that is maybe would have been
2: mayor anyway. But it's, I agree he's anyway, just my suggestion. Hey, Thank I agree with you. I agree, and have a great weekend, thanks, Maria. Bye. all right, let's get to one more caller. Elda, you're on the line. Hi, hi, hello, oh, Yep, What's your comment?
6: Yeah, my comment is i um you were talking about the the people that at uh, city hall that wanted him to stay uh, most of those people that wanted him to stay were people that it was in his circle that he would go to them if he wanted something passed. So it's no surprise. That they wanted him to stay because they wanted their uh, to be their deputy mayors and they wanted her their, their uh, he would give them good committees that they wanted to stay on. So that, that's a, a reason that they wanted him to stay. And with the election coming up, I think John Tory should pay for the election. It was his fault. I think he should pay. He's got billions of dollars.
2: He should pay for it. Yeah, that's my comment. Take it out of that big salary from Rogers. Yeah, exactly.
6: And not only that, his girlfriend that he had uh got a job at Maple Leaf Entertainment uh uh no, Maple Leaf Sport Entertainment. How did she get that job? Well, that's the big question. Because because Rogers owns some of that. So well, how did she get that job? Well, I we all know how she got that job. John Tory probably put her in there or had somebody talk talk to to the to the company and uh she, they, he got her in there it's
2: we can't like know for sure i don't know, know i don't sorry. know her qualifications we can't know for sure but yeah, you do but speculate and he's exposed all, himself to that d- degree yeah. of speculation because of his relationship with this person so
6: well if you look it up uh, if you look it up online and you can, you could all you have to do is uh who was john tory's girlfriend it's it's all in there it's her name everything so it's it's not a secret. It's all on online.
2: No, I know. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know if she's qualified for the MLSE job and yeah. if she got it no, based on no, her own. She
6: probably wasn't.
2: Well, okay. And, uh,
6: when, and when the when we had the COVID nineteen, he was telling us everybody stay home, stay home, don't open your business, stay home. And a lot of people lost their business. And where he was, where was he? He was traveling to Europe with her. That's what I. That's what. It's, That's what I heard. That's what I read online. Anyways, well, uh, listen, the city needs somebody. It needs somebody strong and needs somebody to fix it. Because for the last eight years that John Tory's been the mayor, nothing was done. That's Mm -hmm. all. I hope that we can get somebody that's going to help Toronto and
2: fix it. That's all. Thanks for your call. You know, the one thing I'll note from all of the callers so far, for the most part, who've been calling in about John Tory is you can really hear the frustration with them. I mean, with with the condition of the city, the state that the city's in, and someone just looking for someone to fix the mess that has been left behind. All right, Cortez, you're on the line. Go ahead.
7: Jesus, at think only God can, check, can flip this uh, out of Sodom and Gomorrah and back to the Toronto we used to know. As for Mr. Uh, Tory, when he was telling all of you to stay home, he went on vacation to, I think it was Florida, at least twice, to watch a football game. Uh, yeah, a football game. It was a Sugar Bowl or something. And another major event. It was baseball. He had no Mo- mozolane. He's a liar and a hypocrite. And he was a part of Scandemic. He was a hypocrite and a liar. Um, this whole place has turned into Sodom and Gomorrah's crumbling I wish we had Faith Goldie. I really, really believe she would have been the right one. And she was a close second. Um, I'm almost speechless. I'm really hurt that she lost. I miss her. We truly need someone with her moral compass and her moral fiber. She would have saved this city instead of handing it over to the agents of demons who are hell-bent on bringing communism
2: all right. Here. Okay, thanks, Cortez. Thanks for your call. Let's get to somebody who actually wants John Tory to stay. Brad, go ahead.
8: Yes, hi. I'm uh, not really on politics, but at the same time, I know man and his word and his, his dignity. And the move that he pulled, personally, I cannot wrong him. Uh, should he stay in office? That's up to him or whatever he's doing. But I say he did a good job by admitting to what he did and being honest and saying, you oh, know what? I did what I did. There's worse happening in this world. This world has gone to the shits. But at the same time, he has respect for Toronto enough to say this happened.
2: Brad, let me ask you it. something. You're from yeah. Toronto. You're in Toronto. Yes,
8: I am.
9: Yes,
2: and I am. if you look back at his track record, I mean, he's been he was re-elected, uh, well elected, then <clears throat> elected again, and then elected mm-hmm. again. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you make of his of his record, of his legacy? Are you happy with what he's accomplished?
8: The thing is, I was a part of the homelessness that was happening in Toronto, and I saw nothing from the government, from the staff. And I saw nothing. But at the same time, it's up to what he does after, and whoever takes an example for what he when he stepped down and what he stepped down for. But as for his work, I know nothing of it. I just know that Toronto is going through a hard time right now, and we need to stay strong and we need to stick together. That's it.
2: Did you just did I hear you correctly? Did you said you were part of the homelessness. Yes,
8: I was. You, I was. Are you still? No, I'm not. I am on the better road to better myself and finding myself. I got my own place and I've been holding it down for a year.
2: I'm glad to hear that, Brad. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. No no problem, no problem. All right, we need to take a quick break. I know I see your names on our call on our call log. I'll uh, make sure I get to you just after this quick break. So don't go away.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And
10: without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear.
0: Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Marissa Lennox.
2: Well, welcome back to Free For All Friday, the day of the week when you get to have your say. Marissa Lennox in for Libby Snymer. Whatever's on your mind, maybe it's John Tory, maybe it's something else. Give us a call. The number is 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-744-740. You know, yesterday Libby talked about tipflation. Two-thirds of Canadians say they're being asked to tip more and more often and in several cases are obliging how Canadian. I'll just share, you know, just this one story because it struck me, a colleague, I won't name who, or the fast food restaurant, but recently he was buying something to eat and he was prompted by the machine to tip. And so he asked the person who made his food, also the person who was helping him at the cash, he said, hey, if I tip, does this go to you? And the person replied, and I think bravely, no, it doesn't. Best not to tip obviously the person's not so enamored with their job. But I mean, seriously, what is tipping meant for? Is it to reward quality service? Of course it is. And, you know, that is to say good service equals tip. Poor service, no tip. But how about a tip for management? Are you comfortable with that? Tip for franchise owners? who probably rarely step foot in a fast food restaurant except to order a meal. And then, you know, there's also the cynic in me that says, you know, efforts to improve tipping is usually intended to reduce pressure on higher wages. But that's a whole other discussion. You know, in Europe, you don't tip. In some cases, it's insulting. They're like, we are paid enough here. What do you think? Is the pressure annoying? Do you ever say no? The number's to call 416-360-0740. Toll-free, 740 4740 Let's get back to some of the callers. Ben mrs Mississauga, you're on the line.
10: Yeah, thank you, Marisa, for taking my call. I'm sorry I'm on a different subject. No problem. I'm um, very sad to hear the uh, another shooting at the uh, Western Police on, on Western Road. Yeah. And my, my thoughts are there, is that, well, um, for the kids, the, the parents, they themselves, it starts from the parents, and that is Parenting 101. All the parents, they should know how to parent. And they should know where your, their kids are and what the names of their kids, the friends and everything. And and it's the family value. It starts from the family. The family, the parents have to instill this family value to the kids.
9: Mm-hmm.
10: The second point, the second point here is that that's for the city. The city should provide more activities. I know there's a funding budget restraint and all those things, but the city should try to make more uh, available or even subsidized for the swimming, after-class uh, activities, swimming, basketball, skating, yeah. and, and, all those, um, and all those activities. My family, my, my, my kids, they are involved in figure skating, uh, uh, soccer, swimming, and all those. We as a parents, we know their kids by name, and we know their parents by name. And by doing that, you know where your kids are at any time. Mm-hmm. The third, the third item that I was thinking about is the, uh, the tough love. The tough love is do a reform school for the, for the first or second offenders so that they can go to the, uh, the reform school or the, the boot camp. The last point that I really would like to, I have been advocated and I've been avoiding a lot of time, that is bring back the school resource officers. Mm. The police officers at school, they are the ones who inter- can interact, give the opportunity for the kids to interact with the police officers. Think about it. In our lives, Starting from grade one, grade two, grade three, you have met, you will be, have a life experience with the uh, with the police officers. Whether you grow up, you have an accident, you call the the, the police officer, you have a robbery, you call. And an emergency, you call the police or the EMS. Those, those are the ones that give the opportunity for the young kids to say, ha, that's the police officers there. And they provide, really, in my opinion, they provide a lot of inspiration to the kids and give them the life experience.
2: All right. Thanks, Ben, for your call. You know, it does—it it is unnerving, right? You hear about the shootings at Western Collegiate. You hear about someone being randomly attacked on the TTC, slashed in the face by a machete, or they were stabbed. And we're hearing more. The day doesn't go by when you hear another story about crime in Toronto. And it just brings me back to that tickety-boo comment from our premier. I mean, what was that? All right, let's get to the next caller, Bo. You're on the line, Bo. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Hi, Marisa. Hi. Uh,
11: I just want to mention about uh, Tori. We're talking about uh, this person. We are all replaceable. Whoever is going to come is going to be better. We give him a too much credit. After all, he made three crucial career mistakes. And finally, he buried himself. So just let it go, people. He didn't do nothing important that anybody could undo. That's it, Marisa. All
2: right, Bo. thanks for your call. Thank you. And I should mention, this is just breaking Justin Trudeau, according to the report that came out from the Emergencies Act inquiry. Apparently, Justin Trudeau was warranted in using the Emergencies Act to shut down the Freedom Convoy. That according to the inquiry. So there will be more on that from Bob Comsic in the news at 1 p.m. But do you have any thoughts about that? I mean, that just broke. That's interesting. Uh, I'll let you know my thoughts, but you got to call in first. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the call lines. Jen in Ottawa, go ahead.
12: Oh, uh, yes. Hello. Hi. Hi, I want to talk about uh, a, a new classification of buildings that were built in 1949, early 50s. Um, that's before the bylaws came in, like there's no insulation, there's no separation electrically. And uh, we are classified like uh, uh, totally th- uh, the same thing as every other building. And that's not really, um, really not fair because, I mean, there's no amenities None, none, at all, because we, you know the, the fact that, that there's no insulation. There's a, there's a, um, the way that uh, the heating system in the winter time, it's all water pipes, and the water, the big, uh, uh, wa- it's a big water uh, container that's heated up by natural gas, and that's piped in all the, bu- the building because there's no insulation. Because of that, it causes a lot of problem with the 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 warming in the in the wintertime and the mixture and when the manager of this building don't know anything he would ha- he would need to be a plumber to be able to you know, arrange everything to keep everybody safe and all of that well that that doesn't work if the guy is just a a jack of all trades he doesn't have any competence
2: so let so, me ask you live in a condo. Uh, It's not exactly a condo. It's a
12: three-floor up uh, walking building. It's a three-floor walking up.
2: Okay. And you're saying it's not insulated?
12: There's no insulation because the building was built in 1949, early 50s. That's before the bylaws came in. The bylaws came in, like the the separation electrically and no insulation. They came in after that. Okay. So that means the three-floor walk-ups, I mean, it's instead of the insulation, they um, used copper piping all around the the, the apartment. Mm-hmm. And the, the water system, this is how it's supplied with uh, a lot of water pressure through mm-hmm. all this 27, 28 apartments. And to be able to uh, manage this very carefully, you have to be a plumber.
5: Mm-hmm.
12: And the, the, the manager of this building don't know anything about that. He, it's it's because they, they don't know they don't know
2: so have you, you know. hit a dead end i mean you've reached out to the, to the landlord presumably
12: well i've been here for a long time and i've been trying to find out who the owner of this building is because it's apparently totally different Some when i say if it's for housing they say no if it's a, if it's another um they, they're trying to build three other buildings around here and they use the the number i mean arwa and they use the number of the city to contact the people on this postcard on the street there. And when I called this woman, and I, I asked her, I says, "Look, I says, how come you're using the num- the phone number of the city to reach you?" Oh no, she says, I- "I'm a I'm a builder. I'm I'm we're the ones who are developing the, the these buildings." Yes. But I says, "Do you own it?" Oh, she says, "No, we don't it." Well, I says, "Who owns it?" So for the longest time, nobody wants to tell us who owns it. Oh. So there's quite a lot of difficulties with these buildings here. And they want to charge us the 2.5 interest rate every, you know, like this year it's going up to 2.5, but the, there is no amenities. And it's quite difficult because the, the manager of this building is being protected mm. by somebody at the city, and I've got proof of that. All so right. if they don't know how to do this building, we're um, somehow uh, a little bit suffering about uh, certain uh,
2: Concerns. I'm sorry, Jen. I'm sorry you're going through that, and I understand you probably don't want to move either because that's your home, and so it should be fixed. I agree. Um, best of luck trying yeah, well, to figure it
12: out. I wanted to talk to you, but I want you to to find out the classification of this building to be a different classification than the other buildings that were built after the, the bylaws came in.
2: Call your local um, MPP oh, or I even MP. That. Yeah. No, they're
12: all protective. Uh, one, they pass, you know, they pass mine note along to the next one and to the next one, and nobody knows. I've been trying to find out who the real owner is, and nobody's wanting to say. I love that. Yeah, they, they're together. The, the developer and the city is the, together at the same time, but that's got to be somebody. And the guy um, is just uh, just a manager here. He's not. He doesn't know mm-hmm. it because I've talked to a lawyer, and he says, "Oh, he's just he's just a nobody. He's yeah. he's not the owner. So it's right. quite difficult to find out. So, but all right, I don't one A uh, different classification for for because I don't believe we should pay 2.5 interest rate, uh, you know, this year. We don't have the amenities for that, just like how the other buildings were built
2: after that. All right. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for your call. Ah, uh, I love that when public servants don't respond, they don't get back to you because they're too busy, too important to deal with the little stuff. Jerry in Scarborough, you're on the line. Yes. Go ahead.
1: Yes, hi there. Um, I wanted to comment on two things on the John Tory. I, I reflect that John Tory, yes, he did something that is a moral issue, but did this
12: um this
1: uh mistake uh mar his judgment in in, in uh being a leader for the city? And then I compare him to one of our coked up mayors who under drugs was administering the the services of our city. So I gather, you know which one really would affect your 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 ability to lead um, being influenced by drugs or being influenced by, okay. but uh, is it a morally really issue? And the second thing I want to talk about was tipping. Uh, and the problem that I see is is that the tips are not always going to just the person you want to give them to um and my daughter uh, served and and yet there was always a portion given to the owner of the establishment anyways that's
2: more Yeah, I mean, no surprises there. Uh, Well, actually, maybe there are some surprises there. I don't think people would be very happy knowing that it goes to senior management. But on to your first point, I don't think we should have to decide between the lesser of two evils. I mean, look, how can you have an appropriate work relationship when this kind of sexual relationship is going on? He is a leader and he's supposed to create an environment that is safe for people to get work done. And what he did was contrary to that. At the same time, no, I don't think that a mayor who's coked up all the time is also appropriate for the role. So it's not like we should decide, well, he's the lesser of two evils. They're both wrong for the role, and we should get somebody in there who's going to take this job seriously, or my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I, I just reflect upon, you know, businesses. I've been around for a while, and, you know, I've seen it in many businesses. There's always this type of uh, personal relationships that happen in, in 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 businesses unfortunately and and yes, I mean if it if it's affected his his I'm glad that he did say that he was going to do it, but I don't necessarily believe that uh, a man who is capable of leading the city is uh, thrown to the you know the wolves because of uh, basically it's just our morality um, passing judgment
2: mm-hmm. anyways. All right. Thanks, Jerry. For me, it's not a moral issue. I mean, that uh, what he does in, uh, is his own business, obviously. I, I question his ability to continue to lead while this kind of sexual relationship was going on. And you do question judgment of somebody who's having an affair with a superior... I, Maybe he it, it wouldn't have mattered if he was even married. I mean, having a relationship with somebody who's in your office, its there are rules about these things for a reason. All right, Mark in North York, go ahead.
13: Uh, hi, thank you for taking my call, Marcia. Um, I'd like to say that um, I support John Tory in his decision to quit. I hope he sticks with that. Uh, and uh, at least he had decency to do that because there are a lot of people who are on top Uh, who are not even that kind of decency to quit because lots of crookeries are on top uh, federally and uh, provincially as well as in the city. Uh, I also like to say that uh, the man before me, he said that uh, it starts from parents. Yes, it's hard to start from parents when governments are crooks, even if you brought up, bring up people like your children to be law-abiding, when we have the government who are breaking rules and getting away with that, and even not willing to quit. It's hard for people to continue in their uh, parents' what they call orders or examples to follow. Let all those people on top, if they want to produce something better, lead to an example. Also, I want to say about uh, Greta Thunberg, whatever, uh, she said that she doesn't care. She doesn't want to uh, protest all this uh, climate supporters, whatever climate change. Uh, what they call uh, people, uh, they don't not protest of all this pollution in China or other countries. They only like uh, about power. All these elites who are flying on their private jets and uh, having all these cars and uh, polluting all this everything and whatever. Let them lead through an example. Let them be bicycle riders and uh, become vegetarians and uh, all this, uh, like uh, not uh, basically be like spoiled uh, people like lords. And everyone's, uh, to be controlled like slaves. This is not, uh, leading by example. That's why people will not support it. And this is not the way to better state when there's kind of hypocrisy and no real leadership. This is, uh, people have to realize the only thing also. Last thing I want to say. I don't know. There was another man before me. He was saying that there was some kind of a lady. He thought that she was good for, uh, like for the mayor. I don't know much about her. The only one candidate I heard in, uh, was the name. He was former policeman. His, was, uh, his name was uh, Blake, uh, what they call Acton something. He wanted to clean up the city. I don't know what he can do really, but he made the most sense. He's not like all this uh, liberal type of stuff, like John Torres and all his gang, so to say, and uh, all this, whoever. I don't know what he can do, but at least he made more sense. Uh, I think I should check out on that lady, and uh, I hope people check up on Blake uh, Acton maybe. He was forced by the way in the last elections. Yeah. And so maybe we will have somebody better who is from that kind of uh, background. I hope he also sticks with his promises, but yeah. uh, we will see. Anyway, thank you for my uh, taking my
2: call. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Yeah. I liked when he said Greta Thunberg or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he's right. I mean, the celebrities are the biggest hypocrites of all flying around on their private jets. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer, a free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt.
1: Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me!
0: Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Sitting in for Libby's Nimer, here is Marissa Lennox.
2: Welcome back to Free for All Friday, Marissa Lennox, and for Libby's Nimer. Good to have you with us this hour. And breaking just this hour, a public order emergency commission concluded that the federal government met the threshold for invoking the Emergencies Act to bring an end to the freedom convoy protests and blockades. And here's what the commissioner wrote. Um, in his decision, he said, I've concluded that in this case, the very high threshold for invocation was met. I have done so with reluctance. What do you think about this? I mean, I think at the time when this was all going on and and when they were having these hearings, there was so much misinformation that was out there around the Freedom Convoy and a lot of inflammatory headlines, um, And so I suspect that Canadians will probably be very divided on this decision, but no more divided than they were when this, when the hearings were ongoing. Nonetheless, are you surprised? Um, are you happy with this decision? Are you angry with this call by Commissioner Paul Rouleau? Let me know your thoughts. The numbers are 416. 360-0740, 360-0740 toll free 1866-740-4740 the other thing i wanted to get your reaction to is news about patrick brown he's going to do something about car thefts in brampton and you know i sure wish personally my own mayor mayor burton would do something about it too i mean First, it was that he was going to be handing out these Faraday bags, which essentially block the signal once a key fob is inside of it. Um, but now he's urging the feds to recall the top 10 vehicles that are the most hacked. In other words, the onus should be on the manufacturer of these vehicles to make them safer. But, you know, here's the thing. And don't get me wrong. I like what Patrick Brown is doing. At least he's trying. But one, I've heard that these Faraday bags aren't as effective as they're made out to be. So I'd be curious to know if anyone has had experience with it. And two, as I see it, any time there's an advancement in technology, it's only a matter of time before the thieves are caught up, isn't it? So is this solution only temporary? Are there other ideas that maybe you have that could mitigate or reduce the number of vehicle thefts that have been skyrocketing in the last few months? What do you think? Have you had your car stolen? Tell me about it. Give us a call. 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to the lines. Maureen in North York, you're on the line. Hello? Maureen, you're on the line. Go ahead. Uh, hello? Yes, I want to talk
9: about homelessness and affordable housing because now what's happening more and more is people who are working, you know, responsible citizens suddenly become homeless because where they're living is sold or it's turned into a condo or something, you know, and then, you know, I know someone who had to live in their car for three, three weeks, a, a good person, you know, and so I think we really need, Whoever becomes the new mayor, I hope that they will do something about creating affordable housing in Toronto. And it happens to a lot of seniors, too. You know, suddenly they've been living in a place for 25 years, and it's sold, and they have, a, they have to pay a rent that they can't afford. And, you know, these are good people. And, you know, people should have you know, and, and they have working people who also can't feed their family. And, you know, I, I really think that some that is um, an issue that really, really, really needs to be addressed.
2: Yeah. I think your sentiments, probably a lot of people would echo those same sentiments, Maureen. I mean, homeless, I, I look outside this window and I can see the homeless and it's freezing outside today. And so, no, you're absolutely right. It seems to be an issue that no mayor has been able to get on top of, but uh, certainly not this past one. Thanks for your call. You're welcome. Rob in Brantford, you're on the line.
11: Yeah, I just uh, got to say I'm not surprised with this decision of, of the convoy. Um, we all know this whole thing was, it was a uh, bunch of honking horns and uh, overreaction. And
3: that's pretty much all I got to say. Thanks very much.
2: All right, Rob. Thanks for your phone call. Anyone else have a call to somebody to say about the convoy? Bill in Toronto, go ahead. Hey,
11: In my lifetime, I can only remember two instances where people across the country lined the highways, waved flags, and were celebrating Canada. One was Terry Fox, and the other one was the truckers. I watched the the commission. I watched the politicians lie through their teeth, hold back information, drop documents at the last minute, I watched mainstream media lie about these people saying that they raped and they had guns. They did this. Um, I watched live coverage as it happened. And I'm proud of those people. Those are real Canadians out there.
2: You know, I remember months ago, there were claims that there were malicious foreigners that were funding this convoy. Of course, it turned out that it was just small donations from thousands of average Canadians whose bank accounts were then frozen. Um, and and you're right. I mean, so many inflammatory rumors, as I said, um, that uh, sort of well, to amplify claims. With,
11: with the rape accusations, and CBC puts out two stories about it being foreign-funded. And what's Krista Fearland do? She uses those stories to justify uh, taking, freezing people's bank accounts. That is actually the the scariest thing I've ever seen happen in this country. They can actually take your right to buy food, to pay your bills, to heat your house, to actually exist. For what? They were out there shaming Trudeau. That's the only reason it was done. He was fed up with being publicly shamed.
9: Yeah.
2: All right, Bill. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Mike in Perth, go ahead. Hi. Uh,
14: good morning on this beautiful day across this province. Good um, Just really briefly, I want to say that um, my interactions with the louts, bigots, and bullies that invaded the city of Ottawa was off the charts. Walking my dog, having human feces thrown at me, and my crime— in the eyes of these people that took over the the Parliament Hill area, was that I was wearing a mask, being yelled at for wearing a face diaper, um, having myself shoved, having to put myself and my dog into a car and drive, you know, twenty minutes out of the downtown core. Um, wow! The our former mayor could have stopped this earlier when. He overstepped his bounds. Um, the people that have done the crowd control and traffic bombing in the city for since the early 80s um, were well aware of what was coming. They spoke out to us, longtime friends uh, with city staff. City staff agreed upon it, but... The thing that was going on is that nobody knew about this back backroom deal that the mayor was making with the con the convoy organizers saying oh yeah yeah you can come in but just for the weekend and then you got to go home um, yeah it's I, I, this is like vinegar in my mouth to agree with Mr Trudeau but I think there was you know one but it sounds were, like Mike your grievance
2: and, is more with their conduct and not necessarily with what they were protesting.
14: My grievance is with taking over my day-to-day actions, not being able to leave the condo, having, ultimately, we just went up to a cottage, you know, here in the Perth area. And my grievance was with being spat on, having, you know, being shoved again by these bigots, louts, and bullies. And they were just there. I mean, you know, the, the consumption of, of open alcohol, of, of cannabis being smoked everywhere. I, I really don't think that you can appreciate the level of frustration amongst the people that lived in the downtown core. We have a condo on Metcalf Street, which was ground central for all this stuff.
2: No, and I, you're and, right. I wasn't there and I can't pay, and I don't pretend to appreciate it, but I will say it's, you know, careful to paint everyone with the same brush because not everybody was behaving that way. And, it, and back to my original point, is, is your issue with, with the conduct of a, of a few bad apples or is your issue with what it was that they were ultimately protesting?
14: Um, my, uh, my uh, I, I think a little bit of both. And I think um, in, in the three weeks, I did not meet or become engaged with peaceful protesters. They were drunk. They were stoned. They were urinating openly. I mean, it just—it just. It just I, I. Again, if you didn't experience it, you know what the media was reporting. Um, re- I don't really think was relevant to the day-to-day operations of you know of my home, and what what was taken away from me. Um, but there was there was one night. <laughs> When, uh, you, you know, people talk about uh, did the Ottawa police do a good job or didn't do a good job? Well, on, on I believe it was February 9th, there was uh, a person that had numerous of his trucks stolen from a Toronto yard driven to the um, to the Parliament Hill. The, jo- the The trucks were disabled and abandoned by these rogue employees. And the people that retained those trucks on the on the about two or three o'clock in the morning on February the ninth, were members of a certain motorcycle club who literally went in with silver uh, with safety orange jackets on, and then once the protesters kind of got into a bit of a disagreement, saying, "Well, you're not taking the trucks," the orange safety jackets came off, showing their very distinctive towing company and and collaboration with a certain motorcycle group. Okay. And these guys just walked away and let the owners of the truck, these trucks, take them away.
2: All right. Paul, I got to let you go because I have got quite a few people I need to get to. And I have a minute and a half left. Thanks for your call. Paul, Paul in Woodstock, you're on the line. Go ahead.
15: Yes, uh, you're doing a great job. Uh, first off, there was not a lawful protest. I support a lawful protest. But when they find guns, Bulletproof deaths, people talking about shooting peace officers, I have an issue with that. And as part of the Ottawa police, my understanding is they were collaborating, giving information to some of protesters. That should be investigated because that is absolutely wrong. They should be investigated. Those people should be fired. They have a job to do to protect the people. What they were doing all over the place wasn't lawful. As far as Ottawa... There are laws in place that whoever was running that city did not do a good job. They could have towed those vehicles. They could have charged the drivers under the Highway Traffic Act, which in turn would have limited their employment. There were tools that could have been used to defuse a lot of this, and people chose not to do it. So, yes, I don't like Trudeau. I don't like over-government. But. With what was going on was only leading to somebody getting hurt really bad. I do support lawful protests. Thank you very much and have a nice day.
2: Thanks, Paul. And Paul and Guelph, last word to you. You've got 10 seconds. <laughs> Paul, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hi. Um, yeah, I was downtown Ottawa proper,
7: uh, part of a wellness clinic. We were reaching out, talking with the truckers there almost every day. Uh, it was super peaceful. even wore, like, a gay pride flag. I just got whiskey shared with me, sitting around a fire, swapping stories. Awesome people. Um, I just don't like the fact that Canada has been divided by such a message, which I believe was the purpose um, by Trudeau, for example, Um, just trying to keep us all divided and fighting, even though we were all trying to fight for the same thing, really, I feel, in the long run.
2: All right, Paul, I'm going to have to leave it there, though I'd love to comment on what you just said. But thanks for your call. And that is it for me today. Good to be with you. Jane is in for Libby on Monday. Have a good weekend, everyone.